Kamara. I don't know, Jeff, has it? I must have missed that. Hi everyone, it's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. Just to let you all aware that we use Anchor.fm and we're recording and producing all our, our podcasts. It has easy tools to kind of record, edit, and then also distribute your podcast. So you'll find it easily on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is all done for you. Um, it's completely free and then it also allows you the ability to make money in your podcast through sponsorship ads such as this one um to find out more or to get started please visit anchor.fm or download the app via the google app store or the apple app store this podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience Sasquatch here from the Four Busted Barstools podcast. In addition to our main podcast, we'll also have a second segment known as What the Fuck Sports. What the Fuck Sports is a series of mini podcasts detailing some of the wild and wacky stories from the world of sports. Some you'll know and some you'll have forgotten, ranging from the Minnesota boat party scandal to Gaza, trying to go fishing with on the run killer Ronald Moat during a police standoff, and everything in between. This episode of What the Fuck Sports is brought to you by the Sasquatch. Hi, I'm the Sasquatch, and this episode of What the Fuck Sports will focus on the Malice in the Palace. The Malice in the Palace is a mass brawl that took place in 2004 between the Indiana Pacers and the defending champion Detroit Pistons. It remains to this day the darkest day in NBA history and a significant backward step for an organisation working hard to remove the image of the NBA as a league of thugs from the ghetto. Prior to detailing what exactly happened in the Madison Palace, here is a breakdown of the suspensions and criminal charges that were handed out as a result of the incident. So first off, the suspensions. Ron Artest, all-round good guy and former, formerly known as Meta World Peace. 73 regular season games and 13 playoff games. Stephen Jackson, 30 games. Jermaine O'Neal, 25 games, reduced to 15 games. Anthony Johnson, five games. Ben Wallace, six games. Chauncey Billups, Eldon Campbell and Derek Coleman, all one game. And the full list of criminal charges was Ron Artest, misdemeanor, assault and battery. Stephen Jackson, misdemeanor, assault and battery. Jermaine O'Neill, two counts of misdemeanor, assault and battery. And Anthony Johnson, misdemeanor, assault and battery. There was also a lot of fans involved in the incident, so three fans actually got charged. John Green, 30 days in jail and two years probation for misdemeanor assault and battery. David Wallace, brother of Ben Wallace, uh, a year of probation and community service. And Brian Jackson was charged with a felony assault and charged $60,000 in restitution. So so what actually happened with the malice in the palace? So the, ball, the brawl began with 45 seconds remaining in the game. Indiana at this, this stage were were leading 97 to 82 so the game was all over Indiana pretty much had the victory but Piston centre Ben Wallace was fouled from behind by Ron Artest he was kind of going for a simple layup 
and our test effectively just slapped on the back of the head. Wallace responded by shoving our test in the face with both hands, causing players from both teams to quickly get in between them as he attempted to keep the two of them separated. During the altercation, our test lay down on the scorer's table to relax, but putting on a headset to speak with Pacers radio broadcaster Mark Boyle. The microphone was not live. As it had stood up, Jermaine O'Neill punched him in the jaw from a running start while slipping in liquid, falling backward, causing witness Scott Pollard, ESPN sideline reporter Jim Gray and the Pistons executive Tom Wilson to briefly fear that O'Neill would kill Haddad. Um, they honestly reckoned that if Jermaine O'Neill didn't slip in the liquid that was on the floor, I don't know whether it would be Gatorade or whatever, he would have killed your man Haddad. The connection apparently was plush. But the slip and his him falling backwards just took the force out of the, 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 the punch. O'Neill later claimed that Haddad had been asked to leave the arena earlier that night and was well known to security because of claims that he wanted to fight an NBA player in order to receive compensation. William Wesley, Austin Crozier and Miller pull our test away from the fans and Brown tried to calm Ben Wallace but the scene became chaotic as outnumbered arena security staff struggled to re-establish order. Referees ended the game with 45.9 seconds remaining and awarded the Pacers with a 97-82 win. Piston fans booed the Pacers players as they were escorted from the court by officials and security and continued to throw beverages, popcorn and other objects, including a folding chair that nearly hit uh, O'Neill as they walked under the tunnel to the locker room. No players from either team spoke to the media before leaving the arena, Eventually, police officers were able to swarm their arena, threatening to handcuff those who would not leave. Nine spectators in total were injured, and two were taken to hospital. It remains this day possibly the the darkest um, kind of scene in the NBA's history. It's, it's, I haven't seen it. It's on YouTube. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, some wild scenes. Um, anyway, I am the Sasquatch, and that has been What the Fuck Sports. Thanks for listening. Watch out! He's got getting away from the pop speed! Touchdown!